Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there'll be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Well, hello, everybody. It's a joy to be with you. Thank you for tuning in to us today. There's a particular message that God laid on my heart, and I'm just going to discuss it with us. It's a remarkable account recorded and captured in the book of Acts. Book of Acts chapter 12. And it's a story of Peter's deliverance. Peter's deliverance from the hands of Herod. The Bible says from verse 1 of Acts chapter 12, It was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, I'm reading from the NIV, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. When he saw that this met the approval of the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter. And then the Bible has a mercy on us and captures this and says, this happened during the feast of unleavened bread. Another translation said, this happened at the time of Passover. Please take note of that. The capture, arrest of Peter happened around the time of Passover. Verse 4, after arresting him, he put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. So he was arrested during Passover. The plan was for him to be brought out for public trial and probably executed after the public trial, just right after the Passover. Verse 5, so Peter was kept in prison, but the church prayed earnestly to God for him. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying for him. Now, if you know this account, you know that God sent an angel that delivered him. But I want to jump on to verse 12. When this had dawned on Peter, the angel had delivered him. He went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people were gathered and were praying. Peter knocked at the outer entrance and a servant named Rhoda came to answer the door. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed, she ran back without opening and exclaimed, Peter is at the door. They told her, you are out of your mind. These are people that are praying, by the way, for Peter's deliverance. They told him, you're out, you're crazy. We don't believe that God can do what we're praying about. This is me paraphrasing. Now, when she kept insisting it was so, they said, okay, you're not crazy. It must be his angel. But Peter kept knocking. When they opened the door, they saw him and they were astonished. And Peter motioned with his hand for them to be quiet and described how the Lord had brought him out of prison. And Peter made a statement, which is the time title of my message. Tell James and the other brothers and sisters about this, he said, and he went to another place. Father, we thank you for your word. May you bring entrance. May you bring light. May you bring revelation. May you bring deliverance in the name of Jesus. This account is captured after the Holy Ghost had come, the birth of the church had happened and miracles were, were just breaking out right front and center. And then a time of persecution came. 
Stephen had been retired by then. And Paul had gone about trying to arrest people. He eventually was also, he met Jesus, Saul, who now later became Paul. So we're capturing at a time when there was another set of persecution that hit the church again. King Herod arrested and had James, the brother of John. James is one of the sons of Zebedee. That's, you remember James and John, the sons of Zebedee, the so-called sons of thunder? His brother, John the Apostle, who wrote by by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, the book of Revelations and the gospel according to John and and the other uh, epistles of John, his brother was the one that was put to death by the sword. Herod saw this and said, hey, I have a formula that will work against these people. So he stretched out his hand, the Bible says, and seized Peter. But there were two mistakes Herod made this time. You see, when Herod killed James, he killed James at a time when there was not Passover yet. The second mistake he made is that when he killed John then, when he killed James then, nobody seemed to be praying for James. But the Bible says in verse 5, the church began to pray earnestly for Peter. So I'm going to emphasize on this message the first mistake that Herod made. He chose to arrest Peter at the time of the feast of Passover. You see, the mistake Herod made is that he did not look into the times and the seasons to understand that this will be a failed expedition in this season of time. There are things you might be going through right now, but this season is a season of deliverance for you and we declare it over you in the name of Jesus. You see, there's some things that the devil can get away with, but there are times he will not get away with this this time. This now is the time of Passover. Why is Passover so important? I'll refer you to the book of Exodus chapter 12. Then you can understand the spiritual intensity and importance of this season. The Bible says in the book of Exodus chapter 12, I'll just read verse 21 and then I'll read verse 20, verse 13. Moses summoned the elders of Israel and said to them, go at once, select the animals for your families and slaughter the Passover lamb. Take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood in the basin and put some of the blood on the top and the door sides of your door frame. None of you shall go out of your house until morning. When the Lord goes through the land to strike the Egyptians, he will see the blood on the top and the sides of the doorframe and will pass over the doorway. He will not permit the destroyer to enter your house and strike you down. Now, verse 13 is the word from God himself. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are. When I see the blood, I will pass over. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. You see, the Passover is signified in Israel as a time that they were delivered from captivity. And the Passover is a memorial to remind them of what God did and how God did it. God did it by the basis of the blood on the door. Ten plagues, but the final plague was the one that he sent the destroyer to destroy the Egyptians. 
You see, I've I've been a Christian for some years, and I've always thought that it was just the it was just the Israelites that were delivered by the blood. I discovered the deliverance was not based on nationality. The deliverance was whosoever had the blood on the door. So what it means is, assuming an Israelite had an Egyptian friend that decided to stay over in his house that night, guess what? That Egyptian was spared. The destroyer was only looking for the sign of the blood or the absence of the sign of the blood. The destroyer was only looking for that side. He didn't care who was in the house. It's whosoever has the blood on the door, the destroyer will pass over. And I learned recently that the significance of the blood is not so much so just the blood, but what the blood is saying. Some of you might shout, are you trying to tell me, Kenny, that, that, that the blood speaks? Oh, yes, my brother. Oh, yes, my sister. Blood speaks. Let me prove it to you from Scripture. The book of Genesis, chapter 4, verse 8. I'm going to read it from the, from the message translation, which is a paraphrase of the gospel, of the Bible. It says, verse 8, Cain had words with his brother. They were out in the field and Cain came to Abel, his brother, came at his brother and killed him. God said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? Cain answered God, how should I know? Am I his babysitter? Another translation said, am I my brother's keeper? Verse 10, this is the key verse. God said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is calling to me from the ground. God said, Abel might be dead physically, but his blood is speaking right now. And I can hear him. He is calling to me from the ground. So my brother, my sister, blood speaks. So what is the significance of the blood on the door? You see, the Bible calls the destroyer in another translation, the death angel. And I learned this recently. God bless Apostle Salmon. The death angel was known to deliver death upon people, to, to make people die, to kill people. Because you see, when God asked them to put the blood on their doorposts, the blood was saying to the death angel, somebody has already died here. So there doesn't need to be another death. There are people in this house whose blood is on the door. They've already committed a sacrifice. There's already been a death here. The Passover lamb, the baby lamb has already been slaughtered. The one-year-old lamb has already been slaughtered. So you don't have to come into this house because somebody, something has already died. The Bible says that Jesus is our Passover lamb. Jesus has already died. And if you're wondering, does Jesus' blood speak? I will refer you to one more scripture. The book of Hebrews chapter 12 verse 22. For you have come to a mount, you have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all, the, to spirits of just men made perfect. You have come to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than that of Abel. 
And that is where I want to end today. There is a blood that speaks a better word than of Abel. Abel's blood speaks of vengeance. He speaks of retribution. He speaks, no, that you have to pay for what you did to me. But the blood of Jesus speaks a better word. He speaks of forgiveness. It speaks of deliverance. It speaks of breakthrough. It speaks of a covering. So right now, I want you wherever you are. Maybe you're praying for your son, your daughter, your grandchild. Maybe you're praying for your spouse. Begin to plead the blood over them. Maybe it's your home, your business. Begin to, you see, the blood can exempt you from destruction. That's one thing. Pray for exemption. God, no matter what is happening in this world, my family and I are exempted by the basis of the blood. Maybe you're going through a generational sickness. The blood can speak for you. The blood can speak for you. We speak deliverance by the basis of the blood. We speak healing by the basis of the blood. Father, we declare your blood over this situation as Peter was delivered in the time of Passover. Father, we speak that this Passover lamb has already been killed on our behalf, who has been crucified before the foundations of the world. Father, we thank you because you are victorious in our lives. We plead the blood over our homes, over everything concerning us, over our families, Father, over our businesses, even in our communities, we plead the blood. We apply the blood in where we live. We apply the blood on the streets we live. In the name of Jesus, we say that no death, no hex, no plan of the enemy shall prosper in any one of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. So remember, the blood speaks a better word for you. The blood of Jesus, it speaks a better word. God bless you. We plead the blood over everyone listening. And thank you, Father, for deliverance in the blood. And the blood will wash away your sins as well. It's so simple. Just receive Jesus in your heart. Just pray this with us. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins to you. Come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. Write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life today. I give you my life for the rest of my days. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Connect with us. We'd love to get to know you. Love to hear what God is doing in your life. Thank you so much for being with us today. We bless you in Jesus' name. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.